as I told you earlier if you know your heart is not right with God if you have sin in your heart in your life that you're not willing to confess or if you're not saved you might be religious but you're not saved a pastor does have the right to not serve a person communion if any of that is going on I have been my wife's only pastor uh, for all of these years and uh, there have been times and today is one of them where I was led to uh, not serve her communion. I know that that's hard to believe and you have never heard of it, but I am not dead and in heaven. <clears throat> and by the way, the sin does not have to be uh, gross sin as we know it today and as we think about it today uh, to grieve the Holy Ghost to grieve God and uh, uh, or to um, offend God it could be something as simple as pride, rebelliousness, stubbornness, persistent pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness in witchcraft. And I know that it, I know that that is not heard of in the sweet evangelical community or the sweet charismatic community. or the sweet Baptist community today because evangelicalism has had a, a huge impact, impact and uh, has made great inroads into all of these different groups uh, and so has the charismatic movement and so uh, it's crucial that you understand that you should not take communion unless you are saved, you're born again, and you're acting like you are saved. And there is something called uh, acting like you are saved. Uh, Jesus Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. 
if you are a born-again one and you want to be called a saved person, a Christian, and you want all of the benefits that come with that, and, and many people want the benefits, but they don't want the uh, discipleship. They don't want the battle that comes with it. And your loving Jesus and being obedient to Jesus uh, will be tested in the battle. There, there are many Christians who love all of the wonderful, or so-called Christians who love the wonderful benefits of knowing Christ as Savior, being a Christian, but they do not want the battle. They do not want the cross. They only want the benefits, the fun part. And, there, and there's a lot of benefits and a lot of fun parts being a Christian. But it's contingent upon your loving Jesus Christ so much that you will obey him and not only loving him, fearing God. It's very, very important that you understand the importance of fearing God. Now, if you're taking this lightly and uh, you're not taking this seriously, you might not want to take communion. You say, well, preacher, it's not like you're trying to discourage people from taking communion. I'm used to the pastor just pleading with people, begging people, and got people all lined up to take communion. I know, that's why they're dead. And the pastors are dead too, and their wives. Because you never thought that God would do this. You read this passage. God told you that if you take the Lord's uh, supper uh, unworthily, you could get sick and you could die. I believe millions have taken the Lord's supper unworthily for years. Bishops and pastors have served it out to people for years. See, just because God's judgment is not quick all of the time doesn't mean that it's not coming. As the old saints used to say, the wheels of God grind slow, but show. They will catch up with you. Do not play with God. Everything in the Bible, take it seriously. You know why, as my wife's pastor, I have prevented her from taking, taking a communion from time to time? For her own good. Have you ever been around a person who's a liar and a thief? And they, they, they say that they're going to swear that they didn't, they didn't do it. And you have to stop them because you know they're lying. 
you know they're lying. You know they stole it. And they're getting ready to lie on God in front of you and as a Christian for their own good because you love them. You have to stop them. Don't, don't, don't even say it. Don't even say it. I preached on this a little bit last night and I can't wait to get back into it further. But the grace of God produces salvation that leads you to godliness and holiness and righteousness. If you don't have that kind of salvation, you don't have salvation. Your Christian life ought to be after a while, by and by, after you have been established. And God will try you. See, that's the reason why God tries you and tests you and allows temptations in your life. He, he wants to see whether or not you are going to be faithful to him. You're going to love him enough to obey him. And you're going to fear him enough to obey him. Both of those things work together. And in God's mind, they equal love. I have told you before that I believe I fear God more than I love him. But that translates to God uh, into love for him. Because God uh, uh, wants you to respect him. And, and that, that is equivalent to love. Respect him enough to obey him. Fear him. Reverence him enough that you're not going to do that. Uh, that which will offend him. Even in your private life. A true born again Christian is not for show. They're for sure. But in the black and dark night... There's something on the inside of them that uh, moves them and, and convicts them to do right. See, that ought to be a part of your Christian life. It's not about putting on a show on Sunday morning around other Christians and you put on a fake smile. And you may think, you make people think you're so sweet and innocent and you're not. And I want to say something to you men and women. Uh, recently, uh, some people have died. One lady is so beautiful. She was just always so beautiful to me. Uh, you, but you need to be careful who you hook up with. Don't get caught up with the beauty. For behind that beauty may be, or that handsomeness may be a devil. A ravening wolf ready to rip you apart. And, and this is real talk. A lady died recently. I thought she was always so beautiful. Just Even her old age, I thought she was so beautiful. You don't know what you're getting today. You better make sure you're uh, caught up with the beauty of Jesus Christ. And not human beings. Because... Uh, as far as Gump said, uh, life is uh, like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, and that's so true. 
But there are people who are very, very sick, but they look beautiful on the outside. Sick in their hearts, sick in their minds, sick in their spirits. And, and you need to understand that if you're going to make it in this life, there are some people demon-possessed. And so you don't want to be caught up in their evil deeds. And you don't want to get into trouble with God. So pastors, especially in this day and time, if you know you have people uh, doing evil in your church, you have the right to pull them aside for their own good and say, now listen, I don't want you to take communion today until we talk How about that. And then once things are cleared up, and then uh, I can give you communion privately uh, with your family there. But I hear that there's some problems in your family that you're not doing what you should be doing. And more and more pastors ought to do this. And more and more pastors ought to church some people and dismiss them from the church for living in sin and doing evil. So there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you're protecting them and you're protecting yourself. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we go into uh, our communion time, the Lord's Supper, everybody pray, pray what you mean and mean what you pray. You can go ahead and put that down. Mean what you pray. Pray what you mean. Spend some time confessing your sins, repenting of your sins if you have not done so today. As we had uh, another service earlier today. And uh, you had an opportunity to fully confess your sins and repent. I hope that it is sticking. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, if I am not saved, help me to get saved. Help me to see the light. Lord, help your people to pray that. And Holy Father God, I thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. <clears throat> I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation, full and free, 
spiritual blessings, family and life blessings. Oh, what precious memories you give your people who serve you throughout their lives. By your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit. And who have fought to live godly, holy, and righteous lives. The precious memories are something else. And we praise you and we thank you for mental and physical blessings. One lady who died this past week, the daughter says she died of mental illness. And there was one report that she at 70 plus years old, one story says she was 79, another 76. And in this particular story, one of the stories says she committed suicide. And so, Holy Father God, we thank you for mental and physical strength. And Holy Father God, we thank you for protection and provision, financial and material blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, help each person here who names the name of Jesus Christ and who uh, says that they're saved, help each person to confess their sins, their faults, and their failures unto you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace, Lord, upon us. And please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults, and our failures. Wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits, and our consciences in the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. Crush and crucify, Lord, our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh within us. Help us to die to self afresh and anew. And, Lord, fill us all afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. And, Holy Father God, we pray that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, Lord, out of my wife, Marika White, and everybody uh, who has that problem here and beyond here. And Holy Father God, I pray for her salvation and the manifestation of the fruits of your Holy Spirit in her life. Uh, for time is winding down, and it's only her Pharisaic style pride keeping her from admitting that she's not saved, just religious and needs to be saved. And there are, I believe, Lord, millions of people that way in evangelical circles, Baptist circles, charismatic churches, Methodist churches, for we shall know them by their fruits, as you told us. And we thank you for those signs. And uh, so, Holy Father God, uh, at the same time, none of us want to be judgmental, uh, but uh, loving and concerned. And uh, 
no spouse should uh, be able to say or question their spouse's salvation uh, unless it is really a serious matter and uh, a serious concern. And uh, Holy Father God, for that is the closest relationship in the world, and I'm thankful that my wife has never questioned my salvation uh, and has uh, actually marveled at what you've done in my life. Uh, and so I have no reason to uh, say something about hers unless I'm very concerned as a, as a husband uh, for her soul's salvation. And uh, as I am for some of my children, and uh, uh, as I am for some of my other rel relatives who are in church, but they're lost. And this is hard for people to understand and to, and to hear today because we're so twisted uh, in the church today with nothing but with a bunch of foolishness and sin and evil and a false view of grace. And so, Holy Father God, Help everyone tonight who is saved to take communion. If they're not saved, uh, Lord, help them not to take communion. And uh, seek your face for salvation for those of us who are saved. We seek your face for forgiveness of our sins. And help us to repent of our sins. Create within us the right kind of respect and reverence and fear of you and love for you to not continue in sin and as soon as we mess up Lord help us to be quick to confess up and to confess and repent like David did a man after your own heart for you have made it clear to us that if we confess our sins you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and Lord, you want us to walk faithfully and consistently as Christians, not as a sometimey thing, not only when the devil is not fighting us hard, but at all times. For your salvation and your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word is very durable and strong and powerful. And no matter what we're going through, even tribulations, we as your people ought to be the same every day as you were when the storms hit. And you were cool, calm, and collected. Help us to be the same way when the devil is fighting us and trying to get us off of our game. I praise you and I thank you. Hopefully we praise you and thank you. Uh, Holy Father God, for the death, burial, and resurrection of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power, by your power. And so, Lord, help everybody here and everybody out there all around the world to believe in you. And, Lord, uh, bless... Uh, 
every avenue that this message is going out on. Go to church online, Gospelite Society International, our evangelistic arm, Gospelite House of Prayer, our church and discipleship arm, Urban Christian News, Black Christian News, uh, three different Facebook sites, and on and on. Lord, move upon the hearts of people to do that which is pleasing in your sight. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Glorify your holy name through us. Help us to glorify your holy name and help us to lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his holy name we pray. Amen. On the same night in which he was betrayed, Jesus Christ was betrayed by Judas. He took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. So what is Jesus Christ talking about here? He's talking about that he is allowing his body to be broken, to be killed. He's talking about dying for our sins, our faults and our failures. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was born of a virgin. That means that no man had sex with Mary before Jesus Christ was born. He was virgin born, and so his blood was pure, untainted by our sin. He lived a holy life. He never sinned in thought, word, or deed. And then he chose to suffer and bleed and die on the cross for your sins and mine. He was buried and he rose on the third day by the power of God. And all we have to do to be saved from the punishment of our sins in that awful place called hell forever. We can be saved from that just punishment and go to heaven to be with God and with him because of God's love. And Jesus Christ said the greatest words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so, dear friend, if you are with us tonight and you want to be saved, all you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand first, accept the fact, dear friend, that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have done wrong. We all have done evil in God's sight. God made that clear himself. We all have sinned and come short. White and black and red and yellow. Makes no difference, rich or poor, educated or uneducated. We all are in the same boat of sin. And we need somebody to save us. Have you ever been in a situation in your life? I believe that God allows everybody to go through one harrowing experience where you could not help yourself. You could not save yourself. Somebody had to save you. Have you ever been there? How about the hurricanes that have hit various parts of the United States? Have you ever seen people on rooftops and uh, on top of cars? Somebody had to come and save them. How about people inside of cars? Somebody, had, and, and, and the water was up to the top. Somebody, they couldn't get themselves out. They couldn't save themselves. God will allow things like that in our lives to help us to understand that sometimes you need somebody to help you. God so loved the world, he sent somebody to help us. We could not save ourselves from hell. We cannot save ourselves from hell. You need to understand uh, this important truth. You can't save yourself. I know you want to save yourself. Just like the people wanted to save themselves on that rooftop. And the water was... Uh, at the roof, roof level already. Person who got caught in the flood in his car or her car and they couldn't open the door to swim out. Somebody had to come and save them. The man who was drowning, he didn't know how to swim. Somebody had to go and save him. A lifeguard had to go and save him. You need to understand that. There are times in life when you cannot save yourself. You need a savior. Jesus Christ is our savior. 
regarding the most important rescue in the history of the world that is being rescued from the hell we deserve. And so, dear friend, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let Jesus Christ save you tonight. And then you'll be free to take communion with us. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die physically because of our sins. We do not die because of the coronavirus plague. We don't die because of cancer. We die because of our sin. Our bodies go to a grave. And when we die, the soul goes to that awful place called hell if you have never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what God wants you to understand uh, tonight is that if uh, you, uh, if he allows you to die because of your sin, then he will allow you to go to hell. Yes, God is loving. Yes, God is kind. Yes, God is merciful. But I want to urge you not to play with God and to take God seriously. And just because judgment has not come swift does not mean it's not going to come. And death is a judgment. Death is a bad thing. There's nothing good about death at all. It is a punishment itself for our sins. And death, and don't fool yourself, death is a frightening thing. There's nothing fun and exciting about death. It's a little bit better for a person who is saved and they know where they're going. A person who has believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. But death is still a difficult thing to deal with. And if God will allow you to die from this earth because of your sins, he will allow you to go to hell if you reject his son, Jesus Christ, who gave up his body for you and for me. That's what we're celebrating tonight. That's what we are remembering tonight, the death and the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So thirdly, understand and accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. For Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43, in one of his many sermons on hell, by the way, Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody else in the Bible, more than the prophets, more than the apostles, more than the writers in the Bible. 
And he said, If thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off, Jesus Christ said. It is better for thee to enter hall into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. This is the place that you're going if you reject Jesus Christ, who gave up his body and allowed his body to be broken for you, when all you have to do is believe in him. Don't let your pride cause you to go to hell. I am convinced that millions of people are in hell tonight because of their pride. They want everybody to think well of them, that they were already saved and uh, a wonderful Christian, when in reality they were not. It was hard for them to fake it. They struggled to make it. They saw how it was uh, different for other people. They always had joy no matter what kind of tribulations hit them because they were truly saved. Don't let pride send you to hell because pride will do it. Pride has done it. This is one of the reasons why God hates the sin of pride. That's the number one sin he hates because it is the sin of the devil. How many of you parents, you have a proud child that wait to the last minute to tell you that they're failing out of college. You've asked them, how are you doing? Is everything all right? What kind of grades you have? They lie. Why? Because of their pride. And won't ask for help, even though the help is already paid for. Tutors could have helped them, but they, in their pride, they said, no, I'm not going to do it that way. They would rather fail and go through that hell than to get saved and get some help and get saved. Well, that's how many people are when it comes down to salvation, that pride. God can't help you if you're proud. You've got to humble yourself. When you get saved, when you're believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're asking Jesus to save you because you cannot save yourself. You need to understand that. You need to humble yourself down and do that. Some of you listening to me tonight, you know that you're not saved. You have never been saved. God does not play games with people's souls. You know it and he knows it. Some people can be deceived by the devil. But most people know whether or not they're saved. And Jesus said, and if thine eye offend thee, plug it out. 
It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. So you see, my dear friends, hell is a very real place and the very real issue is that you could drop off into hell tonight. There's no promise for you to be here. God didn't promise you to be here tomorrow or by 2 o'clock in the morning. You could die in any moment and go straight to hell if you don't believe, if you have not truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So hell is a real place as Jesus Christ preached, and he cannot lie. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. And hell is bad news. That's right. Jesus Christ, like, uh, and he's the greatest preacher of all time, but as any good preacher is going to preach the bad news and the good news. He's a bad preacher if he just preaches the bad news and never preaches the good news. But there's really no good news without understanding the bad news. Because once you understand the consequences of your choices, once you understand the bad news that if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who allowed his body to be broken for you, his blood shed for you on the cross. That you will go to hell if you don't believe in him. Because you deserve to go there. And that the salvation that he has provided. Through his death, burial and resurrection and his shed blood. Is a free gift. And is the only way of salvation. So hell is the bad news, but I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ, as I told you earlier, uh, preached the gospel first and best and said the most wonderful, most powerful, and most important words ever said to mankind in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That is, perish in hell. That's a terrible word, to perish. That denotes an ongoing punishment. No, no, no. Well, I'll just take my... I'll, I'll just keep on, in my, uh, keep on going in my sin and enjoy myself, and then I'll just perish and... And I'll be annihilated. No, you will not be annihilated, my dear friend. Uh, you will suffer perishing throughout eternity, constantly being in torments, in the flames of hell. Now, either, and I say this advisedly and humbly, either Jesus Christ lied or he's telling the truth and Jesus Christ cannot lie hell is as real as the city you live in 
and you're going there to stay there, not for a visit, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who allowed his body to be broken for you, broken to pieces, almost. They were not allowed to break his legs. And someone said, because he's getting up again. He rose from the dead. Nobody can find his bones. They've tried. He was here. He lived a holy life without sin, in word, thought, or deed. He proved that he was God because he walked on the water. He raised the dead. He healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, made the dumb to speak, went to the tomb of Lazarus, and said, Lazarus, come forth, having been dead several days, and was thinking. He is the Son of God. And he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. He allowed his body to be broken and his precious blood to be shed for our sins. For God so loved the world. God so loved you. Red, yellow, black, or white. We're all precious in his sight. God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We deserve hell, but he's going to give us heaven because of his love and grace. If we would simply believe in him and pray and ask him to save us. Call on his name and ask him to save you. And so, dear friend, if you want to be saved uh, tonight, just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul today, and he will. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from perishing in hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven, to be with God, and to be with Jesus, and to be with the angels, and to be with the saints. And guess what? God wants you to know that he wants you there more than you want to be there. So believe in him tonight, even, yes, even during this communion service. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and his gospel that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Now you understand why we remember what the Lord did for us. He is the Lamb of God who 
has taken away the sin of the world and all you has already done paid in full paid in full you don't have to do anything he's not asking you to do anything to get saved not by righteousness that we have done it's a free gift you don't have to get baptized to get saved you don't have to sing in the choir to get saved you don't have to give any money to the church to get saved you don't have to jump and shout and run around the church to get saved you don't have to shake the preacher's hand to get saved you don't have to I receive the right hand of fellowship to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. Uh, many of those things are good to do after you get saved. Right now, Jesus is uh, available for you to trust in him. He's ready for you to believe in him. And receive him as your savior. And that's the beginning point. So if you're willing to do that. Let's pray the sinner's prayer. Together. Believing in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Follow me in prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner. Now, Lord, I may be religious, but I realize and I know that I am not truly saved. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today from the torments of hell which I deserve to the glories of heaven which I do not deserve by your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and help me to repent and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. 
For it is in your name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in your heart, in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me, and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. Congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book, a free download, titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. That's what you just did. You entered in through the door, Jesus Christ. And now you're saved. He shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to resume our communion service. If you just got saved, you have my permission, more importantly, God's permission, to take communion. And those who are with you uh, will help you out with that. Again, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Holy Father God, we thank you for hearing and answering our prayers earlier today and tonight. Uh, but Lord, for good measure, we individually, hopefully, and collectively, hopefully, confess our sins, our failures, and our faults as true Christian people. And we ask you to please forgive us of all of our sins, our faults, and our failures. And Lord, we thank you for what you do in us, those of us who are saved, how that you fill us with your Holy Spirit and how that you convict us immediately, no matter uh, who we are when we do wrong. And your saved ones uh, try to find a place real quick to confess their sins and repent to keep, if you will, Lord, a short sin account with you. So, Lord, we trust that everybody here is saved and has that kind of uh, spirit and mentality. And, Lord, we pray that you will forgive us of our sins and wash and cleanse us in the precious blood of Christ, uh, of Christ and not to take this 
lightly, but to take it seriously and to never take it unworthily or living in sin and disobedience and rebelliousness and pride and foolishness. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. John 6.58 says, This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. In the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. So not only, my dear friends, do we remember the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We not only remember Good Friday when Jesus Christ died for us. It was a bad Friday for him, but a good Friday for us, and we celebrate that as we did a few weeks ago during Holy Week. But we also remember that he said he's coming back a second time. And he wants you to be ready when he comes. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done. Allowing yourself to die for our sins. Allowing your body to be broken for our sins. As we survey the wondrous cross as you suffered for our sins and shed your blood for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day, paying our sin debt so that we can go free by simply believing in you. Holy Father God, we thank you for all of that. And Lord, we may not understand it all, but we believe it all by faith. And we thank you for what you've done for us. And Holy Father God, we thank you for your love for us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Hebrews 9.22 says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. 1 John 1 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. It was Andre Crouch who said, The blood shall never lose its power. Take and drink. After they had finished the first supper, they sang a hymn and went out into the night. 
Now as we close this service, let us sing a hymn and literally go out into the night as they did so long ago. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for allowing us to see May 1st, the first Sunday of May. Thank you for a magnificent April in spite of the devil fighting us. And thank you, Lord, for blessing us to march into May victoriously. And allowing us to celebrate and remember what you've done for each and every one of us. How that you suffered, bled and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Now, Lord, I do pray that you'll help us to depart from this place all around the world and help us to from this point on throughout this month of May if you should tarry your coming if you would allow us to live to pray without ceasing to read and study and meditate on your holy word and obey it and do it for your glory your praise and your honor and for the lifting up of your holy son the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the souls that you have saved through your gospel. We still pray for over three million more that has not already been done to be brought into the kingdom all around the world. Bring in the sheaves. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Amen.